It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to a special edition of MLB Extras. Let's listen in as Padres manager Andy Green addresses the media from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Yeah, obviously that's uh, from a roster construction standpoint, that's where AJ's main focus is. My focus is on looking at the guys we have on the roster and trying to uh, continue to make strong connections and impact them in positive ways. And uh, I know we've identified some areas of need for us that we've talked a lot about. And AJ's had a thousand conversations with different clubs to try to figure out what fits best. And obviously they haven't been overwhelmed with anything at this point in time. So uh, I think we know AJ in our front office. We're going to continue to look, continue to work. And I think we feel good about where we are right now. And if we end up with a one of the absolute best farm systems in the game, or if not the best, and we're moving into spring training with that group of guys. I think we're excited about what's coming still. Yeah, I think it's, uh, first off, it's when you make the choice that their opportunity is now like what the timing of that and, and I think everybody wants to see the prospects faster uh, than they actually get to see them uh, because there's some finishing touches that need to take place in the minor leagues and you understand as well that uh, the major leagues now as quickly as guys get there across the game it's uh, it's a development league still you're, you're still helping guys get better at the major league level it's not just uh, hey you're here you know how to play this game completely it's uh, trying to make that transition as seamless as possible and then continue to try to make people better while they're in the major leagues wearing your uniform. Uh, I think everybody started to realize that the, you know, athleticism of the game, uh, the speed of the game that, you know, it used to be guys in their late 30s were being really productive and we're not seeing that anymore. So uh, there's a lot of good years from 23 to 27 and, 23 year olds like a lot of those guys are just coming straight out of college and they haven't played a ton and like in our case like we got a couple prospects that are 19 and 20 that have a really good chance of being in the middle of our infield this year like to expect them to be finished products is uh, a little bit ridiculous so those guys are really good baseball players and where we are in the process since I've been here it has been about development at the major leagues it has been about learning and uh, we're definitely looking forward to flipping that page and uh, having much more developed guys and that still takes time. Yeah, we, we've sent uh, Johnny Washington, our hitting coach, was over there watching him hit. And we have a number of guys. Chris Kemp, our uh, field coordinator, has been over there. Uh, we've had a lot of guys in to watch our guys in winter ball. And uh, we got some really good guys in our front office that cut video. And I think I've seen every at-bat he's had, not just him, but Franchi Cordero and uh, Fran Mil Reyes before he was hurt and Francisco Mejia, all our guys that are playing winter ball in the DR. Like, it's easy to get their video. It's easy to be in communication with them. Uh, so, yeah, we've, we've definitely watched, and I get to see everything he does on the bases, everything he does on the field, and uh, that goes for all of our guys that are over there. Yeah, 
I don't think we're overly concerned with fatigue in his case. Uh, he missed a good chunk of the end of last season. Uh, and he's you know, playing short, hitting the middle of their order every single day. And uh, I think it's his hometown team. His dad's the manager. Uh, I'm pretty sure I won't be his favorite manager ever. Uh, so he's got his dad doing that right now. And uh, he's playing well. So uh, we're, we're excited that he's playing. The playoffs are coming up here shortly over there. And uh, we'll continue to be in communication with him and all our winter ball guys as, uh, as to when we feel it's best for them to you know, start preparing for the 2019 Major League season. But right now, we feel great about him playing and all the guys that are out there. We feel good about them playing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different game. Uh, everybody is very keenly aware of prospect status in the game now. At the end of the day, he and every other prospect has to show up and produce. Uh, they show up with a weight of expectation, and I, I, in general, this game is about managing expectations. Like you show up in the major leagues, and you're going to deal with expectations your entire career. So, uh, I think we've done a nice job in the minor leagues of preparing guys mentally for that when they arrive in the big leagues. Um, had some guys through just in the last couple of weeks. Had Chris Paddock in, and he was talking about oh, when I get to the big leagues, this is my plan for assimilation to the big leagues. And uh, like you start hearing that, and that's the thought processes of your young guys. Like they're gonna mature faster. Uh, but no, everybody's aware now of who guys are in the minor leagues. And just 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't even the case. Opened up something I probably shouldn't have opened up. I, I think I finally got some time to spend with him for the first time uh, and very impressed, uh, very impressed with the way his mind works, uh, his drive, his passion. And, and we talked through some of the things that are really important to him, his family. And it was just more get to know somebody session. And he, he talked about, uh, you know, that particular thing that he some things he wanted to do. And uh, definitely don't want to run all the way through his uh, his plans uh, as he gets ready for the big leagues. But it's uh, from my perspective, it's really nice to see uh, a young pitcher as motivated as him, uh, as driven as him, and uh, as someone who is thinking through all the obstacles he's going to see when he puts a major league uniform on for the first time, and he's ready to meet him head on. Yeah, the experience I've had in this game and just about anybody I've ever spoken with, all the great ones uh, might be just a little bit off by the world standards. They're so driven, they're so motivated, they're so consumed. And you see that a little bit in, uh, when you look across the game and you see Max Scherzer's routine and how hard he goes after and the way he does his bullpens and the way he works out. You see it in Kershaw, you see it in all the great ones. So when you when you see a young kid in your organization that like has the tendency that some people say, man, this guy works too hard. All the great ones work incredibly hard. You go outside of the game, you look at Kobe's routine, you, you see unbelievable parallels uh, in great athletes across the board. And uh, I think in his case, uh, I, we're excited about the way he works and excited about how driven he is and how great he wants to be. And he's not the only one that falls into that category, but you know, we're talking about him right now. So yeah, I think we're excited about that. 
Uh, I think there's quite a few of them throughout the minor league system that we really, really are impressed with their wiring. Uh, you can look all the way down to the lower levels, and you talk about Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino on the mound. Uh, and like when you when you start listing people off, you inevitably leave a couple names off, and then people assume that other people don't have it. So uh, I think we'll just stop right there and understand that like there are quite a few guys in our organization that the way they go about their job, like we're really excited about, and the hunger they have to do something great in San Diego, we're really excited about. Yeah, I think we're in the position right now that the dust will settle on our roster construction here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll have a better idea how we can use the guys that we have, that we expect to be in the rotation, use them in a productive way for us to be great. I don't think anything's off the table from, for us. Uh, traditional starting roles for guys, you know, wanting to get them through seven innings. I think in some cases, like understanding there's certain guys that like they're a one-time through the lineup guy. Uh, but I think still probably going into 19, we're going to want to test some guys, see what we can get out of them and not pigeonhole them immediately and say, hey, you're a one-time through the order guy. It's the best you can do. You're an opener. That's the best you can do. Uh, we'll, we'll, settle for, uh, we'll settle on roles once we have a better understanding of who with us, but and we are looking at like Lucchese, Lauer, uh, you know, guys that did some nice things for us last year and a lot of open competition after that. Yeah, I think uh, we're definitely open to any possibility right now. And if those possibilities mean you have a six-man rotation or you have uh, starters piggyback and going three innings or if you're matching up uh, situations to give you a better chance to beat a good offensive club, uh, I think all those things are on the table for us going into next year. He's going to have the opportunity to compete. Uh, it, we, we go back to his last year and we think about what he was doing before he started really having the elbow issue. His numbers were outstanding offensively. And then he played for probably the last two weeks and two and a half weeks with an elbow issue where he couldn't finish his swing, had to, had to obviously have surgery after that. Uh, he's healthy. He's strong. Uh, watching him swing in, in the Dominican right now, the bat is coming through the zone. He hits the ball as hard as anybody in the game. Uh, and he's competitive and driven. And like, so those, he's going to be right in the mix. And I, I don't know that there's like some fast established role for anybody at this point in time. It's definitely wide open uh, for a host of guys who have shown they have what it takes at the big league level. But nobody's necessarily moved over to that star status where it's like this guy's our left fielder or this guy's our right fielder. We obviously feel great about what Fran Mill and Hunter did uh, second half of the year. Uh, those guys come in with a leg up because of some of the things they've done. But, uh, you know, your, uh, your past experience, like, it, it's, it's experience. It doesn't give you entitlement. It gives them experience at this point in time. So they're going to continue to fight for those roles. I think anything's possible. I don't, I don't think we're going into the season limiting ourselves. Uh, I, I don't think we're coming into the season with some like this guy's our opener, uh, but we, we have interesting pieces uh, bullpen wise. We have guys like Robert Stock and Matt Strom who, uh, you know, could slide from the bullpen and uh, do all kinds of different roles for us from like starting and going three innings or going one inning or going five innings. Like we, we have some really interesting guys that uh, we like what they did last year and we'll leave open a lot of possibilities going into spring. How important is it to you to give Will some guidance as to what Will might be next? 
I think just continuing to partner with Will and identifying like defensively where we'll have him, we'll, we'll do that. I texted him with him before I came out here, so I'd reach out for him after the winter meetings, and we'll sit down and talk a little bit, talk on the phone. I'm not heading out to Charlotte, but uh, I think it's still iced over. Uh, but uh, I'm, we'll continue to talk to Will through the offseason. I think the, the best thing about him is uh, when it came to the challenge to play third base, like we sprung that on him in the middle of the season. We didn't go into spring with like, hey, this is a great plan. We're going to transition at some point in time to playing Will Myers at third base. He was open for that challenge. And I think he's still very much open for the challenge if we ask for that. And we think it's best for our club. And uh, I don't think he's going to shy away from anything. And I think sometimes uh, stories get spun that like, if you just give this guy a position, everything would be great. And like, it's not really the way the game's played today. Like, there's a ton of guys that move all over the field. If you just uh, look north to division rival for us, like I, nobody's saying that about you know Cody Bellinger or Chris Taylor or Enrique Hernandez or guys that are bouncing all over the field. Like in Will's case, like for us, like continuing to talk to him through this process and like being honest and open with, hey, we filled this hole this way. You fit better here now. Uh, I think he wants to win, and, and that's like chief of his concerns is like flipping this around and starting to win more baseball games. And uh, he's been open for every position challenge we've ever given him. Yeah, I, we, we definitely moved back last year. I think we were top 10 first couple years. And, and as the league has shifted more and more, we've probably gone a little bit in the other direction. Uh, I think we'll continue to look at our practices and how we apply the shift and what what reasons we use to do it or not to do it. Uh, and I don't think we have any goal to finish top three or bottom three. Uh, I think we want to make a case-by-case -case, uh, decision. And uh, you know, I think more or less last year, uh, our infield was more produ productive from metric standpoint than it was the previous year. So we're just making decisions on a case-by-case -case basis, and we'll continue to do that. We've added some really, really bright people into our front office mix, and those guys will have an opportunity to impact what we do going forward that way too. I don't really care. I mean, you're going to play by the rules that uh, at the end of the day, uh, as a manager, like when you start talking about taking the, uh, putting the DH into the, to the National League or removing shifts, like you're just taking decisions off my plate. I enjoy making those decisions, but that's selfish in nature. Like I'm not that consumed with like, hey, if you take the shift off, we're not going to be able to create a competitive advantage. Everybody's playing by those rules. And uh, some people might have a, a real strong passion that way. You can play by the rules that are set out for you to play by, and the game's going to effectively be the same. So we played baseball for 100-plus years, shifting one or two guys, like not that not that concerned about the game changing drastically if we're not allowing shifts. I think competitive advantage is mostly derived from the quality of baseball player you have on the field. Like you make really good decisions, uh, and if you have really athletic infielders, uh, Cubs bottom of the league shifting team a couple years ago, one of the best teams from a defensive run save perspective. Uh, they had Javi Baez and Addison Russell and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo across their infield, and they didn't shift much. They were very, very successful. Uh, you look in Houston, they shifted a lot. They also have Carlos Correa, uh, Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve. Like, they're really good baseball players move around. We're really excited about the athleticism of what's coming for us in our middle infield, and we think, like, no matter how you slice it at the end of the day, like, you put really good athletes on the field and let them do what they're gifted to do, uh, and today you're going to look really smart. And uh, yeah, so we're excited about some of those young guys. I thought Luis Urias, when he came up and played second base for us, was outstanding last year. Uh, turning double plays, 
uh, range plays. Like he was outstanding, and that's that's exciting for us to see that kind of defense in the middle. <clears throat> Yeah, this is uh, for us. This is a, a topic of conversation every week for all our winter ball, winter ball guys, not just him. And I say that to like we kind of assess where they are at the end of the week, how they feel, and like we have people checking in on them constantly. And uh, you know, 19 year old kid, we're honestly who missed like the last two months of the season. He's probably bottom of the list of our concern guys. You got guys like Francisco Mejia who are back catching every single day, where you know we might be inclined to want to have him. Uh, quiet down, do some work, get physically prepared for the season because it's a different grind for a catcher. So uh, I think in every single case, every week as a staff, uh, we've talked and we've said, you know, what's best case for, for Franchi Cordero, who also missed a lot of time. Uh, so I think it's different case by case, and uh, we'll make those decisions as we watch them progress in the playoffs and say, hey, at this point in time, we feel it's best to shut down. We won't shy away from doing it if we think it's best, but those at-bats, that competitive environment, the passion those guys are playing with right now, those are positive things, uh, especially for you know, guys that like, still need to develop in the game of baseball. So they're getting tested constantly, and we're, we're excited about that and like that. To actually get out of the suite for more than five minutes, other than talking to you guys, I don't think he leaves the suite. So, uh, actually, walk outside for a while. Now he's. Uh, we we know what we're looking for. Uh, we've been very precise with what we're looking for, and at this point in time, if the price doesn't come down to what AJ wants to pay. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to move forward with our guys. I think we're really excited with the depth we have, especially from a pitching perspective throughout the organization. Uh, there's a lot of teams that love our young pitching. And we know what we did last year at the major league level from a starting pitching. Like, that is a real area need for us. So we're, we're, not, uh, we're not looking to deal from that unless we're getting something back that we're really excited about. So uh, we know what we're looking for. And if it doesn't come to the right price, AJ will be patient. Yeah, I think uh, every single player has a preference at the end of the day of how they want to be utilized. Some guys want to hit in the two hole. Some guys want to play shortstop every day. Some guys want to play third. Some guys want to play center field. Uh, if you ask Franchi Cordero, like I guarantee you, like he has a strong preference on how he wants to be used. But everything has to be done within the context of a team. And Will has like we we ask everybody, like especially guys that are more established, like. How would you like to be used? Like, what do you think's best for you? Where are you most comfortable in the batting order? Those are like a piece of the equation that goes into it, and like definitely care how he feels means a lot to me. Means a lot to our organization to know how these guys feel about what they're being asked to do. At the end of the day, like, you got to fit that into the context of a team that has a chance to go out and win games. So, uh, understood where everybody is on most of those things, like where they are comfortable playing. But he's also the guy that immediately when we start talking about Eric Hosmer, is like, I'm off first base if we get him. I'm great with that. So he's never been hesitant to like sacrifice in that regard for our greater good. And I don't think he'll be hesitant at any point in time. And uh, those preferences, I think, all, oftentimes are a product of questions like, would you like an everyday position where you don't bounce around? Like, sure. But those are, those are, not, uh, those are not like die on an altar like I'm not going to change. I think those are just preferences.
It's possible. Uh, you know, really disappointed when he got hurt last year because he was going to start playing short. We kind of brought him up and, like, we're going to leave you at second base here for 10 to 12 uh, games and get your feet under you, bounce you over to short for a few games and let you play a little shortstop in the big leagues. We don't really have any concerns about his ability to do that. Uh, but we didn't get a chance to do that because of the hamstring injury. So uh, for us, though, like, he's a second baseman, first and foremost, who has the capacity to move to the left side of the infield and, and play it relatively well. But we do think he's you know, the type of guy that's a well above average defensive second baseman. And uh, you know, we've obviously cleared some guys off the roster with the understanding that we, we expect him to be that for us. Uh, my experience with both those guys is they're very bright uh, and they're going to grab things really quickly. Uh, you know, I, I, I've explained to in my head a lot of people as we've talked that you know Fernando Tatis is not Freddie Galvis, nor should he be expected to be. Freddie is across the game what we had last year, probably the steadiest infielder in baseball, going to make the routine play better than everybody in the game of baseball. Uh, Fernando Tatis is going to sprinkle in more highlight plays than most guys in baseball and is a 19-year-old or 20-year-old in the big leagues. If that day comes and we move him up at some point in time in the season and he earns that opportunity, there's going to be some of the balls that Freddie caught that like we're going to be okay with, like some of the mistakes that you get from a 20-year-old playing short at the major league level. He's going to make some highlight reel plays that are a lot of fun. So uh, I think both those guys, their minds work, they're instinctual, they understand the game. Uh, they're going to be great in time, uh, and they're going to have to earn the opportunity that's out in front of them. But those, those opportunities are real in front of both those guys. Why do they? Or uh, I mean, it's a mixed bag. Defensive run save loved them this year. Uh, you know, UZR didn't. Uh, you, there's, there's uh, not a reason to dive deep into that from our perspective. We know some of the things that we like. Think he does very, very well. Uh, don't think every metric quantifies some of the things he does very, very well. And uh, just like anybody else, we brought Damon Easley on staff this year. He started. I, I, he went and saw Eric and. Uh, uh, Florida spent some time with him in Miami and said, "Hey, we're gonna like we're gonna work on defense too. We're not finished." And and Eric's the type of guy that like is really crushing it from a hitting perspective right now, like working incredibly hard, and like really excited to be getting after it defensively as well. And I think Damian's gonna be a great partner with him and uh, continuing to draw things out of him that are inside of him and expect him to continue to get better. Yeah, there's definitely stuff he's working on. Uh, Swing changes insinuates like some massive overhaul program. I, I don't think you're seeing that with him. I think he's like definitely working to do some things that he's uh, passionate about doing more consistently this year. I, I don't think he walked away from last year feeling great about his offensive performance. He's most excited in my time talking to him about having a normal offseason. Uh, last season was anything but that, where he's getting paraded around in the free agency game and waiting to land at a place. And you know, he basically landed with us uh, first day of spring training last year. So uh, he's definitely excited about just a normal offseason with no distractions and uh, uh, workouts for him are going well and the, the hitting stuff's going really well too. Johnny Washington's been over there and spent some time with him as well and I think we feel really good about what Eric's doing and where Eric is mentally. Yeah, it's the beauty of December 12th. I don't really have to decide that right now. Uh, and there's a lot to play out. Couldn't be more pleased with what Austin Hedges did in the second half of last season. Uh, from like every everything we've ever wanted to see from him, uh, 
started to become second nature to him. And sometimes it takes a while for a guy to get it. So uh, he definitely comes in as a guy that I'm expecting and we're expecting really big things from this year. And Francisco Mejia got his feet wet in a Padres uniform last year and showed flashes of some really great things. We're excited about his future. Uh, Austin is, uh, you know, coming into this, in my mind, with uh, a lot of momentum from what he did in the second half for us last year. And we'll see how it plays out through spring training, but couldn't be any more pleased with what Austin's done and what Austin's doing this offseason. Uh, we liked Brew a lot. Uh, obviously, it was one of those things from a roster consideration perspective that we made a trade uh, right before we had to set our roster with Boston. Uh, the cutter's real. The stuff is real. Uh, they got a really nice pitcher over there who's you know, a great kid who uh, I do think like the first time in the big leagues for him was one of those wide-eyed experiences that like he got under his belt now, probably poised to like go now. Uh, we got back Esteban Quiros for him, and... Uh, when you look at offensive profiles, like that's the kind of offensive profile we've been wanting to find and pursue a guy that walks. I think he's walking like 21% of the time in winter ball right now. Uh, played really well in the fall league. Left-handed bat that gives us some depth in the uh, second base, third base position and not on the roster, which for us like was a really strong consideration. So uh, I think in Colt Brewer's case, like they added a really nice pitcher that we thought a lot of enough to give a 40-man spot to the previous offseason. And uh, he helped us bring back, a, you know, a bat that we're really excited about. Yeah, I, I do think it's changing. Uh, I think every year you step back and reassess what you've done in the past. And first year we we came in and we crushed bunt plays and first and third plays and uh, spent a ton of time on that. We've seen that kind of dwindle as that impact on the game is somewhat lessened and we've started to spend much more time on uh, as we go into this year, uh, you know, mental approach, uh, mental side of the game, uh, approach things at the box and like talking much more is kind of the anticipation might be a little bit less work on the field, but every team's uh, going to reassess every single year and try to meet their guys where they are. We're still going to be on the field and rep it out, but uh, definitely seeing a shift in uh, in drills we do and uh, the way we prepare and the type of drills we do with guys uh, it's changing it's changing because honestly like our hitting coach our assistant hitting coach our infield coach they're definitely definitely the type of guys that want to push the envelope and do things on the cutting edge and I think we feel good about that Yeah, we've we've definitely uh, given our young guys as much opportunity in Major League Spring Training games as any team in baseball. I think some of the guys who don't even come to spring training for us have gotten a lot of at-bats, and we'll continue to do that. We saw young guys last year all the time. We had Hudson Potts come across and make a huge impression on the Major League staff and just the way he went about playing the game. And uh, It's a great way to, to get guys' feet, feet wet, and we continue to utilize that.